Alright Bizzlecast listeners, welcome to the Bizzlecast. Today I have a very special guest, a friend of mine of a couple of years now. Uh, his name is Ethan, he is a high school senior getting ready for college, and he is a master of video games, anime, and all things modern culture. Ethan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, good to be here. Great to have you here. I've been trying to get Ethan here for a while. Um, we work together a little bit, and he just knows, not only knows a lot about video games and anime, but just has a very articulate and interesting way of talking about it. Um, in fact, I didn't even realize, man, that there was such an anime kind of revolution among your generation until you and I started working together a couple of years ago. When did that? Uh, when did the anime thing in particular, and then we moved to video games, when did the anime thing in particular become an important part of your life? Because you know I love Ghost in the Shell and Akira and Neon Gen. Genesis and so forth. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, it got really important with me uh, after my first breakup. Uh, but uh, totally, totally legitimate reason <laughs> for anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, uh, it, it always been popular. It, it always been interesting to me, and I was really interested in just watching some. And I think the first anime I really watched was uh, with my dad back in like when I was eight or so. And it was uh, uh, Space Battleship Yamato. Uh, and I don't know. I had always been interested in it after that point, but I never really got around to it because I never had access to a computer in, at that age of my life. Uh, and then with all the with all the sites that just basically uh, give free anime, I was able to watch anime all I wanted to uh, once I had access to it later in life. Mm-hmm. So when did you realize that uh, anime culture was kind of penetrating your generation in general, as you know, in addition to just your personal interest in it? Was there a moment where you're like, whoa, other people at my age are into this too? Just really all my friends. Uh, all my friends are really nerdy, and I go to a really nerdy school. So with all my friends talking about it and whatnot, it got me interested into picking some stuff up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Ethan goes to uh, one of the branches of the Science Leadership Academy, which is an awesome uh, kind of ahead of the pack public school in Philadelphia where we both live um, and uh, where I do some other work as well. Um, definitely nerdy uh, in a great way. Um, and, you know, dude, Most as I... Definitely. Yeah, and as I've told you, it's not really stigmatized to be a nerd these days. It really was when I was a kid. It started shifting sort of as I went to college. Um, did you ever feel stigmatized to be a nerd or just to be into nerdy things? Or have you always been kind of supported? I know your family always supports you, but, you know, did you ever feel stigmatized in this day and age of being a nerd or into nerdy things? Only in middle school. Once uh, once the middle school like curve ended and high school started, uh, it really it really became less about uh, oh I'm worried about what people think of me and more of definitely the I I'm who I am who I am mm -hmm. and like there are ways to access the communities I want to be a part of yeah uh, and the people I want to talk to and I was able to find those communities not only just like around me with my friends mm -hmm. but then also just like. Uh, through gaming communities uh, and uh, just sites like Twitch and YouTube where there are just channel channels and people who are uh, like, like Twitch streamers every day. I can, if I want to, go on Twitch and find somebody streaming a game that I like and just listen to them talk and watch them play the game. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like a never-ending show, essentially, where uh, it's, there's, somebody, there's somebody streaming on Twitch yep. and somebody I can get a kick out of by listening to. 
Yeah, it's amazing. And some things, it's it's one of those, the more things change, the more they stay the same. I mean, for me in the 90s, it was like internet chat rooms where you would meet people who are into this stuff. And there was message boards. And we were actually talking today, you and I, about Reddit and the similarities and differences between Reddit and old school message boards. It just seems like, I don't know if you would agree with this. Obviously, you weren't around in the 90s, but you know the history of sort of modern technology pretty well it, it seems like there's just more and better versions of some of the stuff that sort of was coming up a couple decades ago and now is manifesting in everything from youtube to reddit to twitch right it's sort of more yeah, specialized exactly. but also better executed i guess yeah exactly i mean like um it's 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 a it's a response to better technology and better uh web coding but then also just uh, just as time goes on, people want to invest or use different and new things. Yeah. So when did you realize that you were kind of into, and I should mention that Ethan is going to be going to college to study about computers and technology and science, and he wants to be a teacher and teach technology, teach computers. When did you realize that computers and technology was something you wanted to um, kind of learn about and experience and be a part of more than just, you know, the average sort of video gamer, computer gamer, and so forth? Uh, I'd always been interested in uh technology as a whole because it was uh when 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 i was on the computer it was it was essentially entering a new realm um if i i don't know if you can remember as far back as getting access to your first computer or oh, whatever yes. but apple 2gs but, baby 1989 <laughs> <laughs> i'm old uh well i mean like listen i had to deal with windows xp so i mean like uh, and I, I had ribbon cables on my first desktop, so but, but, it, it's, but, it's not that far off for me. Just, just so you know, Bizzlecast listeners, I've been working with Ethan for a couple of years. He's never made an old joke. Even I've given the, I've given him tons of room to. Officially, man, you're on the Bizzlecast. You're allowed to make fun of me for being old if you want. You don't have to. I'm just saying. I, I, I generally <laughs> think it's. I generally think it's cool. I think. Cool. Uh, Thanks. Man. I, I, I think you were. I think by experiencing it, you're like. You, you you have that reference to say, wow, my my phone is stronger than my first computer. That's yeah. shocking. <laughs> oh, my, my phone is like a thousand. I was looking up when we were hanging out today talking about the Switch. We're about to pivot to and is the main topic t- today, uh, t- the new Nintendo Switch, um, which when you hipped me to this a few months ago, I couldn't believe I hadn't heard of it. But when you described who it was by and what it was, it made total sense. We'll get back to that in one minute. Anyways, we were looking up the... the um, uh, what were we talking about? Because you were talking about how the 3DS XL, the, the 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 final, or at least for now, the final Nintendo DS, like the specs are better than like a lot of the computers out there, basically, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you can you can essentially equivocate it graphically to an Xbox 360, yeah. uh, or at least so I've been told many yeah. times by different people, um, and so like it, it just tells you like. How how fast technology is progressing graphically for not only video games but just like in general. Um, this is an example that I use like with many many mm. many of my friends, which isn't also just like in general when I'm like trying to compare this stuff and keep it in my mind. Yep. Um, uh, Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs One mm. came out. I don't know what three, four, five years ago. I forget now. Yep. Uh, not five years ago. Definitely not five. Like three years ago. Uh, you'd be surprised. I don't because they just wait. Was the one they just released two or three? Watchdog two. Watchdog oh, okay. Two. Okay. So maybe mm-hmm. yeah, four or five. Yeah. Um, 
and so it released uh, on the Xbox One and 360. I'm not sure, but that 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 was when they were still releasing games for both 360 and Xbox One. Um, I'm glad to see that they finally phased that out. They've stopped making games for both the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Um, but what they tried to do was they tried to take, I think it was a GTX 90 computer graphics card. Yep. And they tried to downgrade the graphics card to try to match the resolution and the specs of an Xbox 360. Yep. And they physically without not physically without having to like make the card no longer run could not match the low resolution that it was on the Xbox 360. Wow. And at this point in time, the Xbox 360's life cycle was seven mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Seven years, which yeah. is the longest console generation that has ever existed. Yeah. Uh, even just now, like, uh, like last year, we had the Xbox One S and the PS4 Pro, mm-hmm. uh, which capped off the life cycle of the Xbox One and the, X- and the PS4 mm-hmm. at five years. Yeah. And so with technology, as I understand it, eff- effectively doubling processors and graphics, doubling every two years, right. roughly every two years, you have almost, almost four life cycles worth of graphics and processing that was forced to be developed on for these for the Xbox 360 and the PS3, um, and what that ends up meaning is is developers have to create more and more powerful, better looking games with worse and worse, or not necessarily worse and worse, but older and older software and hardware. Hardware. So here, here's my question for you, and this will transition into the main talk. So I was at Ethan's today, and he showed me uh, some of the, the Zelda game, which is basically the launch game of the Nintendo Switch. I mean, clear, you know, that's what people are buying. That's what's out. Uh, I mean, to sell so many millions of units based on a single game just shows you what a reputation Nintendo has and Zelda has, I think is safe to say. Um, but, dude, it, as colorful as it was... You know, and, and and the movement was really slick, and the flow was great on the graphics. You know, it still looked within the realm of what we had seen. It was just really well executed and tight and colorful. But I have to say, dude, and I don't know if you can explain this, and this will be a good bridge into why I think this Nintendo system in particular is going to do great, because it's an evolutionary advance and not a revolutionary advance. So my MacBook that you know and you see all the time and I'm recording on right now is from 2011, and it has on paper as good or better stats than the MacBooks they're selling today for like $2,000. The gigahertz, the RAM, the SSD drive, everything. The only thing that's improved is, is graphics cards a little bit and like the l2 cache you know like that that sort of stuff why mm-hmm. why have we seen kind of a slowdown in gigahertz speeds and so forth in, in computers the last few years and in and uh, in consoles it seems that it's not these revolutionary jumps that according to moore's law which you know where supposedly the power of computing doubles every 18 months it doesn't seem to be applying it seems that there is kind of a slowdown do you, do you agree that, that that's the case and if so why do you think that's happened so i was actually just listening to uh uh, some streamers on twitch talk about this this morning um so from what i understand is is that the market there is no competition on the market at the moment 
uh, the biggest competition uh, is between Intel and AMD for computer hardware. And so uh, AMD, uh, supposedly, the way I understand it, has not been able to challenge the NVIDIA Intel market. Yep. Although, to be fair, AMD came to be what it is, an Intel competitor that was cheaper but not as good when I was in high school in the mid-90s, late-90s. That was when that started. I can't believe AMD's even around, and I want you to continue. I thought they would be long yeah. gone by now, so I don't understand why. So, so for people who don't may not know, yeah, uh, AMD creates has its own uh, brand line of both processors, computer processors, and computer graphics cards. And uh, there, there, when, when building a computer, there's generally two ways to build. It's AMD or it's uh, the Intel side, which is an Intel processor and a NVIDIA or NVIDIA, however you want to pronounce it, yeah. uh, NVIDIA graphics card. Which actually came um, out around the time of the AMD chips in the mid-90s. Put, putting graphics cards, putting dedicated graphics cards in your computer really wasn't a thing until like... I want to say like 93, 94, 95 when Nvidia became like a thing and no one had heard of them and yeah. You're talking about you're talking about the the evolution of graphic cards and the AMD chips and the lack of competition. Yeah, so from the way I understand it is is that uh AMD has not responded in some time and they just announced the AMD Vega which is their next generation GPU architecture. So hopefully that can uh match the because NVIDIA released their, um, just this past summer, they released the 10, 1060, 1070, 1080 line of graphics cards, which is the equivalent of a, uh, there's, there's, this is going to be a lot of jargon, and I apologize for people who don't understand, but um, which is uh, equivalent in power to the NVIDIA Titan X, which was able to run uh, before the 1080, before the 1060, 1070, 1080 series, was able to uh, render 4K on your computer. If you that was the only way to get a graphics, that was the only graphics card on the market that was able to run uh, 4K essentially. Yeah, and it was at it was at a whopping a thousand dollars, and it still is. Um, but with the 1080 series, you have. Uh, this 1080, which is the same in power to the Titan that run that can run 4K, that is only $500. So put put a bookmark on the resolutions because the processing stuff you and I could geek over forever. Um, yeah. but, but the resolution stuff is important, you know. And Nintendo's choice about what they're doing with the rev- resolution with the new system and whether 4K is, you know, really as cool at the moment as it's supposed to be and yada, yada, yada. So we'll talk about resolution as we get into the Switch. I just want to yeah. say really quickly, I'm looking at the MacBook Pros, the most recently announced ones, and the... The high-end 13-inch, which I have, you know, the 2011 version of, comes with a 2.9 gigahertz dual-core i5. Well, guess what? My computer has a 2.8 gigahertz i7 from five years ago, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's not really clear. Now, they have something called Turbo Boost, which I think is probably bullshit, you know, where they claim it, like, it overclocks the processor. I, they've had these things for years. But even if you look at, like, the the desktop Max, you're looking at a hot... The, the very top, you're looking at a 3.3 gigahertz quad-core i7, 
Um, and so one of the, which is again gigahertz wise not that much faster than my five or six year old computer. It is a quad core as opposed to a dual core. So in terms of taking a nerdy transition over to the Nintendo Switch. Is this sort of the way to deal with the fact that the gigahertz aren't going up as quickly as people thought? Is just to keep adding more cores? And what does uh, that mean? Can you even explain that to sort of the lay person who understands computers, but it's like, what's a dual core? What's a quad core? Is it just a, a matter of like a quad core is four of those chips? Or there's just four section, individualized sections of those chips? It's, so so it, the, the, the cores do add uh, power to the processor as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to put it into words as I understand it, but then also in common language here. Mm. And, and why is Intel backing off their i7 for the most part? I mean, on, on the laptops, it makes sense because of power usage. You know, my computer gets very bad uh, battery because of the i7 chip, but it's super fast. But like, why would they put i5s in, in the iMacs and, and, and in a lot of other desktops? Uh uh, par- partially because the uh, the jump from i5 to i7 is a whole 100, uh, roughly a hundred dollar increase. Right. Uh, let, let's see here. Yeah. And to be fair, to be fair, the bigger mm-hmm. iMac, the 27 inch iMac, is four gigahertz quad core i7. So there is a jump there for sure. But laptops haven't changed that much. Yeah, it, it is mostly a price difference, mm-hmm. and that. Uh, the Mac laptops, they, the i7 would drain more power for its use uh, than an i5, just because of the the way that the i7 architecture works versus an i5 architecture works. So what chips? So let's 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 bridge to the the the, uh, the core systems to the to the, to the console system. So right now mm-hmm. we've got Xbox One, we've got PS4. We've got Nintendo Switch. We're mostly going to talk about the Switch because it just came out and it's innovative in a number of ways. But just for for a basic kind of nerd overview of the three systems, how do they stack up on paper in terms of their hardware configurations? It's something I'm always interested in personally. So the the Switch, for comparison reasons, yeah. the Switch is slightly less powerful than an Xbox One. Okay. Um, and so you're so on a uh, I guess let, let, let's go with a let's go with a monster level monster chart here. A switch is for a current gen console is actually the least powerful current gen console on the market now, hmm. which is interesting. To, uh, it, it's it's not good to hear for a new console just coming out. Here is why it is set up that way. You, when when you hear it's the least powerful console in the market, you obviously become it becomes less much less pretty than obviously an Xbox One in theory, or PS4. In theory, in theory, yes. in theory, in theory. Yes. However, when you look at what it does, it becomes it, it that that definitely uh, that definitely brushes up uh, the fact that it is the least powerful console in the market. Uh, since it is a, effectively a portable console, uh, the parts inside of it, it are, is, makes it really powerful for what it is. Um, and so you have Switch on the bottom here, and then you have the new PS4 Pro on the top here, mm-hmm. which uh, is, is, is 
more powerful than obviously anything else uh, around on the market anyway for console wise. Yeah, this is this um, is important though because you know, the processor speed is the thing that often gets the headline. And mm-hmm. even people who don't know a lot about computers and stuff know what RAM is, right? But you've got stuff like video RAM and cache and all of these other components. Like for example, if you have a really correct me if I'm wrong here, Ethan. If you have a really speedy processor but a shitty cache, there's no place mm-hmm. for that processor to move that power, right? It needs conduits yeah. to move yeah. through. So the difference between an L2 cache and an L3 cache is humongous. And it, uh, it actually matters less how fast the processor is than a lot of these other things. Um, do, you, do you think that the Switch, it seems like you're headed this direction. The Switch is taking advantage of that fact and saying, well, on paper, yes, we're not the most advanced in this or that, but altogether it works more, more harmoniously because people, I will tell you, I played about 20 minutes of the new Zelda game. It, it looks beautiful and it's some of the smoothest scrolling for an open world that I have seen in a long time. Yeah. I mean, like, so part, part of that is, is, uh, the NVIDIA, uh, so, so I've, I've been looking at the processors here. Uh, so the, the Switch, what it has is it has a modified version of the NVIDIA Tegra X1, mm. which is specifically give you the specs on it. But what it does is it is, it is the strongest mobile processor there is. And when these things, uh, the, I want you to think, if you can think about your phone, for the listeners at home, if you can think about your phone for a second, if we if we had those chips inside of our phones, our phones would all be at least double the speed that they currently are. Oh yeah. And so that's how powerful this chip is. And yeah, I mean that, that's the only point I have is that it with that chip it is allowed it, it basically creates it creates along with the Zelda architect the the Zelda uh, engine because they created a whole new engine specifically for this game that allows them to create this beautiful open world. Um, with a lot of games today, with say like Call of Duty, yep. uh, Call of Duty's engine is a recycled engine that has been built upon itself. Like it's it's been recycled from I don't know how long ago, but uh, enough Call of Duty games ago that yep. they've c- continuously modified it right. and not rebuilt it to right. work on this new architecture. And so while the game looks smooth and it looks crisp, it doesn't look it doesn't look as good as it could be versus where the Zelda game has come in and said, yes. let's make this engine and we can with, with the hardware we have because the hardware can only bring you so far. Yep. The engine is what takes over after that. Okay. So here's how I want to start the main body here. I want you to describe to the listeners who have, uh, you know, who might not know what the switch is. They know Nintendo's got a new system. What makes this right. so different? And then I want you to talk about, you know, in the early days of using it, what has worked, what could use some work. You mentioned to me that the, their marketing has been a little off, um, mm-hmm. and I liked the point that you made, but I want you to, to, to get to it kind of organically. I, I do want to point out that my iPhone 7 Plus has a quad-core 2.3 gigahertz uh intel chip which is better than Mm -hmm. most laptop chips out there you know even in high-end laptops um 
and has a six core graphics card as well as three gigabytes of RAM, which again, better than most laptops out there. So the Nintendo mm. Switch arguably isn't a console that can also go portable, but a really high end portable that can also be used in the home. I don't know if you agree with that, but I'm throwing it over I, to you I, to talk I, about it. Yeah, go ahead. I, I agree. I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. Um, What's the concept behind it? Well, you know, like, like what, what were they going for? Let's put it that way. So, so they were going for this idea that it is a home console, and what you do is you take, uh, you you take the controller apart. And you, put, you attach the controller to the side of the console, and then it you pick it up, and it becomes this tablet portable device that you can play your games on on the go. That way, you're you're playing up to the last minute, and then you realize I gotta go, and you pick it up with you, and you 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 just go, you just go, you keep playing on the go. Um, and as far as any device has ever been concerned. This is the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. Um, it it for 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 me. I remember watching early forms of like kid cartoons on Cartoon Network, and this was some. Th- th- this is this, to me. This is exactly what that is. It is this clearly futuristic device, but it is or er, er, in some form futuristic, and it is uh, reality. Is y- you are picking up your home console and you're playing it on the go Mm -hmm. here uh it it definitely in reality it actually actually now using it is quite the opposite it is definitely this portable that when you're at home becomes this super it becomes a console it definitely becomes a console so so for for those who may not actually necessarily have seen the switch trailer or uh fully know what it looks like uh it is basically a two by eight tablet Mm -hmm. uh and it wait two by uh, hold on two by inches two by no two by seven two by six it's only two inches wide really huh i'm sorry uh six by air uh it's like yeah, I'm trying to visualize in my head. You have it in front of you. It's like three no, it's or like four two centimeters. It's it's yeah. like it's like. I don't mean the thickness. I mean the the, the height. No, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go six by three. Let's go six by three. It's essentially if you guys have seen the PSP, which no one plays, but you've probably seen it. The, the PlayStation Portable. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's like an enlarged version, right? It's like the PlayStation Portable it's, on steroids. It's like a, yeah, it's it's like two place. It's like two PSPs combined, like stitched together with their screens, there and then go. the controls on the side. Normally, yep. Um, but the controls are more like the 3DS controls than the than previous console controls. In some definitely, ways. yeah, definitely. They they definitely did uh, take the the good hints from the 3DS that they put oh, in there, yes. uh, which are very successful, and put them on there, and then took the layout of a GameCube controller and stitched together and that's what they came up with and then put it and then made them also into Wiimotes. Uh, and so when I was initially watching like their reveal stream, cause they, they had this giant reveal stream to pitch it to the world, I guess. Um, they were like, they we, being li- Nintendo. we literally wouldn't, yeah, Nintendo. They, they literally, they, they said, we have taken some idea 
from every single one of our products and put it into this console. Yep. Uh, and they and they and they pitched it really well. I mean, like so the the controllers are uh, act as both Wiimotes and uh, and uh, and a and a GameCube controller at the same time. Yep. The, so the 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 controllers uh, are effectively both Wiimotes, and they they when paired together form a GameCube controller of sorts. Um, so everything everything in the 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 Wiimote. The rumble pack, the the multiplayer aspect of them, that's in these. But then also they have meshed with 3ds buttons and the the um, let's see, uh, they took the game packs from 3ds and threw them into the switch. The 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 idea that you can play with you can you can pick up your console and go the gamecube had a handle on it and so they took the idea from that and put it into the switch and the idea that you pick it up and go um there it, it, there's a, just a whole bunch of like just years of experience in their nintendo's console making and they threw it into this um so okay I think it's maybe time we take a little trip down Nintendo memory lane here because as you pointed out early I think this is always the case they're never I don't think they've ever been let's put it this way whenever Nintendo has released a new system in the past it's never been the most tech heavy of whatever is currently on the market at the time mm-hmm. and for people out there who are really interested in, in either Nintendo or just video game history in general I would highly recommend reading a nonfiction book called console wars which is about the early wars of the of the sega genesis against the nintendo and then super nintendo in the late 80s and early 90s and why even though sega's games were kind of cooler and more adult and had better graphics ultimately nintendo won out because of gameplay and because of you know playability and because it appealed to all ages and all types um and and, and because of just kind of consistency and they didn't get obsessed over the the graphics you know yeah. um yeah. And, and i think that's been their mo now i will tell you man and this was written in december before the new switch came out but the atlantic monthly which is probably the greatest mainstream journalistic publication out there which is very liberal progressive but high journalism level you know wrote an article in december called nintendo's sad struggle for survival and it was talking about how it seems that as cool as some of the innovations that nintendo has come out with if you go all the way back to the N64, there's been a lot of problems, you know? I mean, the mm-hmm. N64 was cool, and the GameCube never took off, and then the Wii did some things really right, but then they were copied and, and supplanted. And then the Wii U, no one defends. Um, describe your experience with Nintendo in particular, because you also have experience with computers, Xbox. And by the way, that's something we have to talk about computers and why computer gaming is still the best in some ways, in my opinion, because you can play all these games, you can upgrade your computer and the graphics are better and blah, 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 blah. I I do understand console gaming. You know, I've had a PlayStation for a while, but what's your experience with Nintendo? Because you were not around when the first Nintendo came out. I was, I was Mm -hmm. five when Mario brothers one dropped and the original NES. So I've been here since the beginning 
beginning, seen the ups and downs. I've never been in love with sort of their main properties. Uh, Mario, Zelda, though I do like Zelda, you know, and that sort of stuff from the beginning. And they keep falling back on some, a lot of their main properties, which is part of what the Atlantic's writing about is like enough Mario Brothers already. Now they've revolutionized Zelda with the new offering. What's your experience been like? Was there, did you immediately take to Nintendo when you were a kid? Was there a period where you were like, uh, that's so like, you know, 10 years ago and then you've kind of come back to it? So my first experience with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. was my mother's uh my mother had a game boy advance oh. to play um atari and uh pac-man uh with sure uh i actually don't know where she got it from i just know that she had it it was hers um and so uh, uh a friend of mine old friend of mine uh gave me a pokemon game for the game boy and that was my first real experience with nintendo was playing Pokemon mm-hmm. uh, on the Game Boy. And so for me, it was uh, since, since the, it was a year before the DS and the new revolutionary updated graphics Pokemon games were coming out, Diamond and Pearl. Uh, and so for me, it was always this idea that I got to catch up somehow. I got to go get the next Nintendo product so I can then play these new games. So what was it? I want to challenge you on this. If you could distill it, because on the surface, grown people, and I'm considering you a grown-up now, you're an 18-year-old, you're an adult, and yet loves playing Pokemon and Mario and Zelda. Like, what is it about these games that just keep you coming back? Because on the surface... No, sorry, I was going to say, on the surface, it seems like the more mature games on the PlayStation and Xbox would speak to you more. But... but yeah. It's so much nostalgia. It ju- it just is so much nostalgia. But you weren't um, alive. You, you, what what's the nostalgia for you? You weren't around when this stuff was was founded. It w- it was playing it as a kid. It was yeah. playing it as a kid. I, yeah. it, it's just g- generally giving you an experience that you feel are uh, that you are the hero of the story, or uh, you and your 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 team of. Uh, uh, fighting animal creatures which you can debate as you are keeping them as slaves um like, like that 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 idea that you uh were the hero of something or the champion or w- whatever it was mm-hmm. just that experience was touching to my heart as a child mm. and so that leads me to still enjoy those games today maybe i and, and i have not bought a mario game um since I was twelve, yeah, I like, I still enjoy Mario, mm-hmm. uh, like like Mario Party, Mario Kart, mm-hmm. those games. Uh, I would play. They just have the Mario name on them more mm-hmm. than they are actually a Mario game. So I'm just trying to get the I'm trying to get the timeline here. So the Game Boy Advance was released 2001, mm-hmm. and the um, GameCube was also released 2001. The Wii was released in 2006. You were born in 2001? 2000? Uh, 99. You were 99. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. sometime between 2001 with the GameCube and 2006 with the Wii, you played your mom's Game Boy Advance. When I it played was my still, mom's Game Boy Advance yeah. and, my, and my Nintendo DS, uh, and then I got the right. Wii in 07. Right. So the DS initially came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. I, I got, now I got, the, yeah. I got the DS Lite, so right. it was probably like 06 that it actually came out for me. Right. And for so me. 
I think Pokemon is the perfect example for trying to figure out why this stuff is so popular because it's not just kids who are into the Pokemon stuff. And it's funny, you know, uh, Ethan and I were talking about earlier today when we were hanging out, I was like, man, I I would love to, now that the Switch is out, it feels like people are going to be selling their, you know, DS, their 3DSs. I have an original DS. I want like a, you know, the 3DS XL or whatever. So I can play Ocarina of Time and a bunch of other games. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to sell it as soon as I get a Pokemon game on the new system. It, it, well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, mean, I mean, like, the, what what they've done is, uh, they they have created the nostalgia, the ultimate nostalgia train for all of their products. They just have. But you wouldn't Zelda. play it if it was just nostalgia, because you are a gameplay junkie, right? I mean, if Absolutely. the game sucked, Absolutely. you would not be playing it. So, what is it about these games that seem simple and nostalgic on the surface, but are really addictive underneath? Uh, part of it is that I believe that I am still partially 12 on the inside, but, <laughs> Join um, the club. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, 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 for, for, for Pokemon, it is actually just that heartstring attachment. Um, if I wanted to pull every Pokemon game apart, I could easily do it. So when the um, Pokemon go thing started, what, 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 what was your thought about that? Oh, I was excited. I, I did it for for what the the three months that it was decently popular and then i still kind of touched it the six months out and then i've i haven't updated it since uh like like it it, so so it it was a great craze it's just uh niantic screwed up their delivery on that right uh which is sad because uh that 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 app actually had a lot of promise uh and as a result the nintendo stock went up 24 percent or something like that on launch it was something crazy like that oh yeah um yeah i mean i was sort of making fun of you it's tongue-in-cheek about the nostalgia thing but the bottom line is you know nintendo established their brand you know over 30 years ago and and it mm -hmm. still carries a lot of cachet and so you know when they drop a wii i'm trying to look up the wii sales numbers i have to think it, yeah, it's over 100 million as of last yeah. year. I, I, I actually have all the I have the top selling consoles in order here. Oh, but give it to I us. Also, yeah, wait, but, go ahead. But then, yeah. so so PS2, yeah, uh, is the best selling console. The DS is the follow up. Wait, wait, Game give us four. the numbers. Give us numbers. PS2, sure. PS2 is 155 million Woo! units. Uh, as of last this this last updated. Damn, uh, I still have mine, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's worth some. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Um. The Nintendo DS uh-huh. uh, is the follow-up at 154 million. You know what? That's interesting. Wait, isn't that more than what you just said? What'd you say for the, the... 155? Oh, for... okay. So it's basically even. I would have thought the yeah. DS. Wait, now is this a single DS unit or all of them combined? This is. Let me see if it says DSi anywhere. I bet you all of them combined is more. No, I could be wrong. No, because the 3DS is being shuffled out from the regular ds as well okay okay so i'm assuming nintendo ds stands for nintendo ds nintendo ds Lite, and nintendo yes. dsi you're right and dsi those are the three generations before the 3ds came out yep that it that it's counting for i'm assuming it's going to count for that but as they are effectively the all all the same system yep um you could argue that the dsi is very different from the DS and the DS. Well, Lite. I have the DSi, but I, I still think there's a bigger jump to the 3DS than from the whatever. But anyways, yeah, yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. Um, then you have Game Boy and Game Boy Color after that. 
right at 118 million uh-huh so interestingly as i look at this so the game boy advance is estimated 81 million units and then the nintendo ds at least the original again i don't know how to combine the two but what it says here the ds is 30 million and then it says the 3ds however is wait for it where is it hold on i just had it here 65 million. So how does the mm-hmm. 3DS <laughs> coming out when everyone has iPhone games that they can play? And we talked about how it's not the same as having a control pad and two screens and whatever. It's definitely better to play DS if you're a video gamer. But the point being, you would think the sales from the DS to the 3DS would have gone down just because of the smartphone and tablet revolution. But the opposite seems to have happened. Is it possible that the Nintendo Switch seems like an old concept but is actually revolutionary and, and they're going to make out on this in a way nobody's seen coming uh quite possibly uh i i just looked up the numbers uh but the estimates for the switch yeah so in japan Mm -hmm. the the local the local switch count in japan Mm -hmm. was nearly three hundred thirty-one thousand units in japan alone okay uh so if we want to uh we we can we can probably triple that worldwide safely i think a million is very safe so it it at least sold a million units upon launch yeah and let's be clear already crazy they've released with a single game essentially with a single yeah yeah Yeah, i I would say with that okay so let's no go ahead yeah no i I was gonna say let's get uh, let's get more specific I, I will point out, by the way, man, that even though the 3DS has shipped nearly 65 million units overall, they sold 16 million of just Pokemon X and Y, which means this goes directly to what we were kind of hinting at, which is that Nintendo players are cool with just like three, four, five, six games in their collection that they play over and Absolutely. over and over again. Absolutely. I, I, really, it, I have made this analogy many times mm-hmm. for myself, but then just to, to compare it to uh for and we were just talking about the mac prices earlier apple and mac are very very similar or sorry apple sorry not apple and mac apple and nintendo are very very similar right as far as the way they operate their businesses mm-hmm. app that both 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 only run software and hardware to their own name um and they hold it very close to their chest it it it, it and so and so you could argue that Nintendo could have more sales if they just put the software on other consoles, but then that would make Nintendo consoles useless because they have all been less powerful than at least than the Xbox 360 and the PS4 generations were. They've all been less powerful than those. Uh-huh. But if they if they stop selling the console, if they start selling the if they if they started selling they have the software to themselves. And so, if you want to play into, if you want to play Zelda, if you want to play Mario, if you want to play Pokemon, that's this is the only place to do it. Yep. And this is why the Genesis almost beat Nintendo. Actually, was because of the licensing thing. Sega would let anyone make games for it and take a huge loss. Um, you know, and then try and get money on the back end or whatever. Yeah. And Nintendo yeah. wanted everything in house basically, so they could get yeah. all the money on the games. You know, that almost yep. killed them. Um, so I really want to get into uh, Zelda, which everyone loves. But the fact that you can these days, with people's limited budgets, launch an entire system that's trying to revolutionize things in some ways on a single game. 
But it's interesting to think, man. I mean, the Wii sold over 100 million units, and then the Wii U sold like 13 million or something. <laughs> but didn't the Wii U uh, have I just a... Wanna, oh, yeah. I just want to point out one thing before yes. we keep going on here, is that the PS2 is the best-selling console of all time. However, Nintendo, uh, per unit-wise, has sold the most units of any console ever. Oh, yeah. Total, total wise, Nintendo has sold more console units than PlayStation. Yeah, I uh, question these numbers because I'm pretty sure the NES had sold a hundred million units back in the day worldwide. I I, I could be wrong, but you, it's, to- you it's, totally it. po- it's totally possible that um, yeah. it's totally possible that a lot of this data is lost just because it wasn't archived at the time. I mean, there was there was a period where like. Like one in ten U.S. households had some form of a Nintendo gaming system in like the early '90s or something. I mean, it, the numbers are crazy, and, and the markups in terms of the money more ridiculous. But the Wii U totally bombed after the Wii pioneered a bunch of stuff. And didn't the Wii U have a have a portable component to it? I mean, didn't it have a th- a, a portable? controller thingy i'm looking at here what is this thing this looks like a early prototype of the of the so, switch yeah. yes yeah so so here uh j- just talking about the wii u for a second yeah uh here's why the wii u was a massive failure in comparison in in, in the shadow of the wii because the the wii was huge the, the wii was absolutely huge everybody loved the wii um the Wii, the Wii U did th- like two major things wrong. First, they had, I, I guess, I guess you could say one is the cause of the other. Um, the Wii U had this weird controller, uh, which was basically this tablet, which basically evolved into what the Switch is now. But it, it, its primary controller was this tablet that was all too similar to what the switch is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole point of it was, was that you can turn, turn the, you can get rid of the, uh, input from the console to the TV and just have it playing on the tablet. But the tablet had to be in range of the console for it to work. Um, and, uh, that was basically it. And that the, the 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 tablet user could do stuff that people with Wiimote controllers, because the idea was that you could take your Wiimote controllers from your Wii and use it with the Wii U. Uh, that those people couldn't, and so there were some fun mini games that were created for that, uh, like this this weird zombie game that the person with a tablet would control zombie placements, and the other people would control on the TV, and blah 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 blah. blah. Here's the problem with that. You had those fun, weird, quirky one-off games that worked with that, and then literally every other developer would not develop for the system mm-hmm. because because you had to develop for the tablet that came with the Wii U in some way. Mm-hmm. And so developers would not develop for it because it would it would it would it would basically mean I'm going to spend extra money and extra time to develop for one extra console that may not actually sell me much more than the Xbox and the PlayStation. And so it, 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 it shied a lot of developers away from the console. And so the Wii U had absolutely zero partners, third-party partners, for for launch. Um, once, the ball, once the ball got rolling 
like two to three years later for games for this console it started to pick up sales but at launch it had absolutely no partners so n- nothing sold they had no games mm-hmm. at all and mm-hmm. so it wouldn't sell uh yeah. with the release of splatoon and the release of super mario maker uh the release of wind waker hd that picked up the sales because you could play those games but those weren't out at launch um Versus what they've done with the Switch, which is they are releasing with, I believe, over 30 third-party title, titles uh, that are in the works that are going to be released. I have one specific tech question for you, which is I'm seeing reports of people having trouble with the left controller in terms of Bluetooth connectivity. Yep. Are you experiencing this and or have you ex- uh, heard about this? So I've heard about uh, that problem. I've heard about many problems with... Uh, different people having different various issues. That's the uh, one I'm seeing on the major websites, though. It's like the left so, Joy-Con is having some issues with the Bluetooth. So I don't know whether I don't know whether I got lucky or everyone else got unlucky, but uh, or maybe you're just I, playing close I, enough that the Bluetooth's not an issue. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Uh, I've seen a lot of people. I, I I think a lot of these hardware issues are the uh, loud minority talking out and saying, hey, we're going to be haters and we're going to hate on this new product uh, because it a few yeah. units, our <laughs> units did not our units did not go so well. I Look, I, I'll say I'm only bringing this up because the sites I'm looking at are sort of international tech sites that are sort of in the mid-level of media, so they're not so high up that they're up their ass, but they're not so low that they're just users complaining. These no, are these are people um, that want to like the system and are having problems with it. Yeah. Can I can I get a can I get a quick date on some of those articles? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I'm looking right now. March seventh. Uh, let's see. March seventh. Um, March sixth. Um, Joy-Con problems, Tech Advisor, March 10th. Uh, I, I tend to look at uh, European and, and uh, uh, European sites because they tend to be less bi- less biased. So a lot of these are UK-based sites. Where that's the only thing other than the price. Obviously, it's more expensive not in the U.S. Um, other than that, for the most part, they really love it. Other than the lack of products, they really want to like it, but they're having performance problems on the left controller. Which isn't to say this can't be ironed out, but if anyone out there has used anything Bluetooth-related, there's a reason why you don't see people with the Bluetooth in their ear anymore. It's because Bluetooth is a crappy fucking hardware wireless design it sucks you're also biased <laughs> i don't no, honestly though i mean bluetooth is no, no, just I, not I, good I, I, hear you. I hear you i mean I they claim you, no, you but, know they claim like bluetooth headphones and speakers work at 30 feet unobstructed obstructed i'm like come on it doesn't work at 30 feet unobstructed it's not a good wireless thing and maybe that was a mistake for nintendo um yeah go ahead sorry no i, I mean i mean like you, you've had your experiences with bluetooth i've had mine um I mean, I use Bluetooth headphones it's, all the time, but it's it's. It is an imperfect system. It is an imperfect yes. system. Um, my theory was because I was I was actually seeing some of these issues before the switch came out. I was starting to worry a little bit, like, oh, I'm going to get the system, going to find out it doesn't work. I'm going to have to take it back in to use my warranty. Blah 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 blah. Um, 
my theory about it was it's possible that they, they that since no because they said a good developer should do speaking of which if you ever hear about a game that is not selling out review copies if you've pre-ordered it please uh consider yes. canceling it because yeah. it might not be it might not go so well um and, and by the way hold on i just want to intervene part of the sure. reason the nintendo brand has held up so well is because for the most part especially compared to microsoft but it's been the most part nintendo's have been other than having to blow on the cartridges of the original systems the tech stuff has been minimal for the most part in terms of problems mm-hmm. with nintendo i would yeah, say exactly yeah Exactly. So if this um, is the case, they're going to fix it. I, I feel pretty strongly. Yeah, and I, I think uh, I, I think part of it was a lot of the developer copies uh, did not get they, you weren't allowed to system update them, right? Uh, because the servers were not live yet. And that's an excellent uh, point, man. This is why you should be blogging about this because they can't legally say we're using developer copies because they're not allowed to release their reviews until the launch or just before the launch. Well, no, they they, they got their yeah. permissions, but um, yeah. no, but what I'm saying is, even if they're using an, an earlier version than what you're using, they're not going to say that in the review. They're just going to say this is the finished product and it's not working. It's possible they yeah. tweaked a lot of it before the consumer copies came out. It seems to be more prevalent among the. Uh, I'm backing you up. It seems to be this complaint seems to be more prevalent among the mainstream media reviewers. I I, I, I would I would agree with that. I would I would say I would say. Because I was playing with it today, and it was fucking responsive as shit. I mean, there was no yeah. there was no lag whatsoever. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't experienced anything. My, my my possible thoughts are two things. One, they somehow fixed it before all the copies went out. And this is why I wait. By the way, this is why I wait. I wait for a year for this exact reason. Yeah. With all the, with all the playtesters, like yeah. I don't see how it's possible that they didn't know about this issue if it was prevalent before. Right. Um. But then also. Uh, it's totally possible that they just needed a day one update for the Bluetooth sensor to be slightly adjusted or something. Right. Other than that, um, I mean, like, but wouldn't they be able to confirm that with the reviewers? Like, it seems like it would be easy for Nintendo to write the reviewers and be like, "Dear reviewers, you, you, you are missing the day one update." Yeah, go ahead. You, you'd be surprised about uh, Nintendo's uh, willing willingness to talk to their consumers a little bit. They, they are not the most open or talkative oh, no. group. They're very of, secretive, yes. Uh, uh, developers. Um, I, I have a lot of reasons why I think this is actually the end for Nintendo, but I want to talk about the good stuff first. So, oh, Nintendo's got so much in the bank, it's not even funny. Well, they, um, may, they may have in the bank, but I, I don't know how long this train can go. I have reasons why they're going to thrive, survive and thrive. I have reasons why they're not going to. But let's talk about the positive for now. So talk really quickly about your experience with Zelda, why everyone loves it, and why, if you could extrapolate sort of logically from your experience with Zelda, why this is going to be a sustainable system going forward, um, regardless of, of what properties they bring to it. So uh, many of they, – they have many, many titles in the work at the moment. Um, as well as like old titles that they're going to port over and blah, 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 blah. Right. I love this system for what it is, and it does its job really, really well. For anybody who's like a super tech nerd who wants the best like visual experience possible, this is probably not the smartest system to buy. However, with games like The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, like 
I have, I, I have, I cannot remember the last time I have been so delved, interested, and had so much fun with a game in my life. Uh, probably since the first time I played a Pokemon game, I have had so much fun with this game. So I just want to add really quickly, and you can build on this. People from my generation will say that the original Legend of Zelda or the second one, Link, uh, are linked to the past. Mm-hmm are the best video games ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, others will say that Ocarina of Time is the best video game ever. That, that, that's a, I, I think we can have a five-hour conversation about that topic right there. Okay, but, so what uh, is it about Zelda to someone like you, who's almost 20 years younger than, well, you're 15 years younger than me, that, that, that Zelda has such a powerful brand for your generation when I grew up with, I mean, there was a Zelda cartoon, man, when I grew up with Link mm-hmm. fighting bad guys, and it was an amazing cartoon. There was a Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon, there was a Mario cartoon, there was a Link cartoon. They're fantastic. What is it about the Link Zelda mythology or the games? Like, what is it where you're like, I'm going to drop this money on a game system that's unproven and untested and basically get only one game for the first couple months? That's how strongly I believe in it like give me the sales pitch so for anybody who is looking for that next gen experience that for who for open world for open world gamers and for people who love nintendo products but then people who also love the legend of zelda franchise we have played skyrim we have played skyrim to death Mm -hmm. there are 600 weeks of mods mod spotlights on youtube that you can go watch about skyrim if you've never experienced skyrim go ahead do it that's your own thing yep this is the next open world journey yeah it is bigger than skyrim and as far as in any comparison it has better combat and arguably well not arguably better graphics um it, it, it is the next step it is the next bar that has been raised for a gaming experience yep this game across Metacritic, IGN, uh, 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 Game Informer, literally any, almost every single gaming outlet has received above a 9. For many of them, it's been almost a 10. For IGN, it was a 10. I cannot remember the last time that almost everybody agreed that a game was so near-perfect or perfect. Um... For for legend for for Legend of Zelda people specifically, especially people who played the first Legend of Zelda, this speaks truly to what the first Legend of Zelda was, and what it, what what it could what it looks like in the current day. Miyamoto himself has said that this is the spiritual succession to what the original Legend of Zelda could have been if it was made in the current day. Literally, the game, the first hour of the game is you doing some basic exploring and learning the mechanics of the game, and then the game says, I main story, but I don't care. Do whatever you want. And I have delved over 30 hours in this game, and I am still finding things to do, still finding things to want to do. And the game has told me I am only 30% through the game. Right. So when the, when the original game came out, The Legend of Zelda, and I don't know, 86 or something like that, Roughly that, yeah. It, it was essentially the first open-world video game ever. I mean, it wasn't truly open-world, but the fact that you could do tasks in an order of your choosing, and the mm-hmm. fact that you were getting items, I mean, th- there had never been... Even the most hardcore PC role-playing gamers 
or even just role playing gamers have to admit that it had never been implemented on a console or anywhere the way it was in the yeah. original Zelda. Now, it's never been a true role-playing game. And, and man, playing it at your place today, it still feels like Zelda as opposed to a role-playing game, although it has some RPG elements, which I love. Um, but it's that smooth... It's not just that it's open world, but that it's smooth, you know? You don't have to be mm-hmm. switching between combat and non-combat and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Absolutely. You run into encounter or you don't, and you can get items or not, you know? Like, some people, I don't know, maybe they'll find the tech tree or lack thereof with the Zelda game, you know, wanting. Skyrim was, like, too much for me, you know? My ideal would be somewhere in between the two. Um, but the bottom line is... There were action and adventure and RPG elements in the original game in the mid to late 80s. And it's always maintained that kind of feel genre. I I guess it's genre busting. Is that fair? It's sort of like Mm -hmm. it defies like a specific genre. And that's part of what makes it so great. Yeah. I mean, like uh, for for anybody who's a fan of the Dark Souls series, which is probably some of the hardest in gaming there is. Yeah. Like like this I, I almost this broke my console extreme. honestly. I almost threw it across the room. <laughs> I, I I I've I I I can I've say I've had my fair share moments with uh that same experience. I, I don't think anybody who hasn't played Dark Souls has not had that experience at oh some point God. in time. Yeah. Um but oh. like, like like this uh like like if if I had to put Breath of the Wild into the, like as a comparison it is Zelda, Skyrim, and Dark Souls. If all three of those got together and had some weird orgy mashup, this mm-hmm. is what this game is. It, it, it and it, I, and I, I'm not talking about like those three games in its entirety. I'm talking more like it, like the individual portions, the map of Skyrim, the the map size of Skyrim, really, yeah. and it's bigger than Skyrim. Um, the combat. A similar combat style to Dark Souls. Uh, it's much more forgiving than Dark Souls, but it's very similar to Dark Souls. It's, it's interesting, though, because you do like the more complex RPGs, but then you still gravitate towards these that are more about playability and just fun rather than getting bogged down with all this RPG crap, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there's a time to, for, for me, there's a time to be interested in what is super in depth and super hard and right. a challenge. And there's that time just to realize this is fun. They're, they're, like, like I'll go, I'll gravitate. And for for me, I I don't I don't hate on a game just because there's a fan base that loves it or there is, uh, there or it's super popular and overhyped. I don't hate on a game like that. I hate on a game because it's either not fun or it just it it's just generally not fun to me. Uh, for example, uh, Forza. I don't like the Forza series. I love Mario Kart, but I don't love the Forza series. Why? I just don't like Forza. I can't tell you why I like Forza. Uh, I I guess I don't like the realistic racing. I, I, I couldn't tell you. But I love Mario Kart because it's goofy and weird and it makes you mad at it. Ma- it makes you want to strangle the person next to you yeah. because they're beating you. Uh, and I don't know why I like that experience more than a Forza experience. Um, same thing goes with Call of Duty versus Fallout, for yeah. example. Yeah. Why is Fallout different from Call of Duty? They're both first-person shooters, and they both have you shooting mindlessly at enemies. Well, I mean, like, Call of Duty... Uh, I 
I don't necessarily like Call of Duty because it is the same recycled idea over and over again year after year. But there is still that calling to it because it is still that mindless shooter that makes you feel part of the action. Well, to be fair, the original Call of Duty replaced the mindless shooter with actual soul and story. And then it was it was copied by lots of other people who then just took the shooting aspects. I mean, the Call of Duty games from the original in like 99 or 2000 to Modern Warfare in 2005, those games were epic and really brilliant. But since then, both the Call of Duty games and the games copying the Call of Duty games have been subpar to say the least, you know? Yeah. But I'll yes, stand can, up for the original couple Call of Duty games I think are really fucking good. Um, and, uh, you know, but but this, this leads to my point, next point, which is I have never, ever been a Nintendo guy. I've never been. I was a Sega guy and then a playstation guy i mean i've just never been a nintendo guy because i just get sick of these same properties over and over again but to be honest with you seeing what xbox and ps have put out in the last year or two which are just sequels after sequels after sequels of the same games (laughs) which are just have slightly better graphics and sound you know what i mean i'm almost ready Mm -hmm. for a change like this is the most i mean i do have a ds Although I bought one really cheap just because I was <laughs> I was like, I camp for an entire summer in the middle of the woods and I needed a distraction. So I bought a DS and some games, but you know, I've never really been a Nintendo guy. But now I'm, I'm actually more for it. And I hope they work out these technical issues, man, because so I'm sitting there in Ethan's place and the controls, unless you buy the separate controller, which is absurdly $70, that's kind of insulting. I think some of these reviewers are docking points from Nintendo because the accessories are way too expensive. Um, I'm a big, you know, m- my problem with consoles is always you pay nothing for the console, but the games and the accessories cost a fortune, you know. I'd almost rather mm-hmm. pay an extra hundred for the console and have everything else cost less, whatever. Um, point being, I actually like the DS size controls on on the games. And this goes to your, oh, this is what I wanted you to talk about, man. This may be the main, the, the main final point here is you were talking about how they're marketing it as a console game that you can take on the go, but you think that it is and should be marketed as a game uh, on the go that can also be played in the home environment. I would agree. The The reality is, is that it is a portable that, when at home, becomes a console. Right. It is marketed as a home that is that can go on, that can go with you. Mm-hmm. Um. And it looks great. I, 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 it looks fantastic. It, it, it does look. It does. It does look great. Yeah. Um, it's hard to. It's hard to differentiate the two, but when you start thinking, it, it is definitely. It is definitely not the, the the way the way it should have been more placed as is if you are not interested is take in taking this thing with you on the go. Mm-hmm. Then there is almost zero point in ta- in buying this thing, except if you are. You really Rich think so? or really into Zelda? Or you really, really think really into yeah. Zelda? You really think I, that I, I, the I, PlayStation I think so. and Xbox are so good that you don't need it if if, if you don't need at that aspect? at the current point in time? At okay. the current point in time, okay. It, which which is funny because we're recording this after the release date, and so uh, well, you can't find after. one. You can't find one in stores even if you no. wanted to. No. A um, couple months, and maybe. and and by the way, uh, for anybody actually out there interested in finding one, the only way to play the only the only two places to find it right now are in some back alley GameStop or, uh, 
or on eBay marked up for another $100. Uh, so just keep that in mind. I, I have used, I have taken it with me to school every day to either play in my free time or show off to my friends or whatever. Um, but also just to like have it with me as an option to play with me. And I think that it, it, it serves that purpose really, really well. It is the perfect way because Nintendo has always had their game libraries separate Pokemon and some Mario titles and Fire Emblem and some Zelda games were always on the portable and then everything else was on the console. And for the everything else, the everything else was definitely much bigger. I, I, it's, it's a lot of Mario games. It's a lot of Zelda games. It's a whole bunch. But Pokemon was never on the console, just as uh, what was never on the portable that was on the console. Uh, let's go with Splatoon. Splatoon was a Wii only. Splatoon was a Wii only, but it definitely could have run and been really well received on the 3DS. Um, and so with this with, with this portable console hybrid that they are marketing it as, it's going to streamline the markets together, which is great from that perspective. If you are a, a Nintendo lover who wants the portable and the console titles on the same system, so you have to stop buying two different systems to play all the games, this is perfect for that. If you are if you are on now, if you are looking at a console now, right yeah. now, across all platforms, and you do not have the money to buy a PC, because I will always say buy a PC over any console to play games. And unless you're trying to play with your friends, in which case buy a console, because your friends probably have consoles. You probably want to go with a, a PS4 or an Xbox One right now, because they are at good prices due to the new releases, and they have a huge game library. Plus, new games are still going to be made for them because the Xbox One S and the PS4 Pro are just slightly more powerful. It's not like they're brand new consoles and they're going to get phased out like the 360 and the PS3. That's what I would say. But if you are interested in the new Nintendo product that is going to have a good, vast game library, just not right now, this this, this is great. Plus, you have Zelda, which is freaking massive and is definitely going to hold you together for a good probably two months this game okay so i just read um there was a statement from the nintendo the president of nintendo of america claiming that there's no problems (laughs) with this the controllers apparently it's in people's heads never a good strategy um so I'm going to give you a bunch of reasons why I think this is Nintendo's last stand. And you can either agree or disagree with them, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. One, you release with a single game that you knew would be great, and you knew the, the, the property of the game, Zelda, is great. And you ignore the fact that people are having technical difficulties. To what extent, that we, we don't know. Let's assume that some of the people are having technical difficulties, and there's one game and you're selling all the systems based on this fact, and you either, A, don't follow up with a bunch of good games in the near future, B, don't fix any technical problems that do exist, or C, both. That's my main argument for why this could tank Nintendo. Response. You lined up for the new Apple product, right? The new Apple phone? I never line up for anything, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did, you, you did, you did. 
No, no. I got oh, I got the seven oh. I got the seven plus after it was out for like two or three months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do do you? Do I only you, got the seven plus because I got a good deal on it. I wasn't planning on getting it. But, okay, yeah. but do do you do you beforehand? Did you get every iPhone generationally? I've had every single iPhone essentially since the original three G iPhone. Yes. Okay. So my my follow up to to that is is that no matter what Nintendo released, if they released the Wii U Part Two, or they or if they remade the Virtual Boy, which I don't know if you know what the Virtual Boy is, but it's the silliest excuse for anything in gaming ever besides the ET video game. Uh, it had a it, it was a Nintendo console that was trying to be augmented reality in 1990 and had a whopping 16 games. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't have mattered what Nintendo released. Somewhat, enough people were going to buy it. Um, because even if they released Wii U Part 2, which was another Wii U with no developers on release, they had already, they had, they, they, they already have their fan base and they're going to continue to have their fan base for as long as the nostalgia lives, as long as they can keep it alive. Yeah. I I am most assuredly a Mac whore, but you know, (laughs) The thing is, A, I've been dealing with music and video editing for the last 12 years, and it's still better on a Mac if you're a consumer than on a PC but, sure. uh, for the computer side. But B, the, yes, I mean, the iPhone, it, it, like, like Android, it hooks you because you start investing in apps that cost money. And so even <laughs> if I wanted to switch to an Android, the amount of money I need to spend to replace half my apps that I use would be incredibly expensive. My only complaint ever, actually, about iPhones is battery life. But uh, people always complain about battery life of every phone that they have. So <laughs> I, I don't have enough major complaints to ditch them. Otherwise, I would, honestly. I, part of the reason I got the plus is for the extra battery life. I, I, it's so big, it almost doesn't fit in my pocket. I didn't want it, but to be honest with you, with better battery life and watching videos on it, so as opposed to a new system, even if I'm a Nintendo fan, I still have to buy all my games from scratch, right? You're going to have to buy your Mario game, you're going to have yep. to buy your Mario Kart game, you're going to have to buy your Pokemon games, you're going to have to buy this and that, right? So it's not like yep. the app just they, tra- they have taken some countermeasures to do it where they can. However, Yes, you will have to buy most of your games from over oh, from scratch over again. Yeah. Which is why they're doing the growing pains now rather than later, where they're crossing this market stream from portable and console into one market yep. line. Yep. Uh, because they know that things like the Steam library exist. Mm-hmm. Things like Xbox Live games with gold exist. Things like Origin EA Access exists, where are all systems where no matter where you are, you have this cumulative rewards program or system where all your games are available to you at any time. You just need to download them. Or if they're downloaded, you can play them anywhere. Okay. So reason number two that this could fail is they put out all the games from the properties that we know about and then the, the lack of openness to outside developers and lack of bringing in non-family friendly games and so forth it just stagnates because we've been playing mario games for 35 fucking years i'm gonna i'm pulling up all of the partners for the nintendo switch go 
let's see we got I'm, I'm trying to pull out some oh no no take your time i'm just saying it's yeah it's some good I'm, I'm trying to pull up uh some reasonable titles that people understand by the way really quick or really quick sidebar um mm-hmm. unsurprisingly some people are having a uh a decent time fixing the connectivity problem by just doing what you always should do on your smartphones and video games with wireless connections, which is to just disconnect and reconnect. Yeah. So on your switch, you just go to system settings, select controllers and sensors, select disconnect controllers, detach your joy con controllers from the switch, turn the switch all the way off, power down, all the way and then turn it back on and reattach and that seems to be helping people so if that's all this is then i'll, I'll be happy for them yeah because we've all had to do this with various bluetooth devices and controllers and stuff you know absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. let's see here uh dragon ball xenoverse dragon quest yep. fire emblem yep. uh fifa so for your for your sports games, mm-hmm. sports games people, you got that. Well, you need FIFA. That's the best selling game on the in the world, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just Dance, Just Dance, the right. Lego series. Uh, I'm excited about Super Street Fighter. That's what I'm pumped about. I hope that's dope. The Sonic Project 2017, which is going to be released on all systems, but is basically going to be a bunch of Sonic games mixed, all the good Sonic games mixed together for your Sonic people out there. Uh, and the NBA 2K. Uh, yeah, you need your sports games. Yep. Yep. Uh, little the little kids who are into Skylanders, Splatoon, and like the list goes on and on. I'm trying to pick out games that people can recognize here. Uh, even even Skyrim. Skyrim is going to be released on the Switch at some point. Mm-hmm. They've announced Plants vs Zombies. I know is going to be released at That's some point. That's key here. though. That's key because you think. Skyrim is a niche game, but it's really not a niche game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it that game sold so in its various versions and expansions and stuff sold so many fucking copies. You need those heavy games. That's what Nintendo's never have. Nintendo has yeah. never had. I think they need to do that personally. Yeah. Yeah, they they they, they have over 30 partners for this. And the list is going to grow and grow and grow. The bigger problem is that you know, with the Xbox and the PlayStation, you do get a lot of crossovers. So you feel like if you get one of those systems and not the other, you might still be able to play Uncharted. I guess Uncharted's a PlayStation. Well, it's actually changed. It used to be Xbox has all the games. Now it seems like PlayStation's got all the games. I don't really know what's going on. A um, lot of the, the PlayStation is definitely the dominant system. Right. Uh, and like there, there's a whole bunch of fun tech stuff in the future that we could talk about with the Xbox Project Scorpio. Yeah. And no, let's go here. Let's go. Let's go head to head with Switch, Xbox One, and PS4 going into the future. How do you see this horse race kind of go in the next couple of years? So the so we, with the next console product that we are looking at here, we that we we already know of it. Otherwise, it would be it would just be a matter of time. It'd be like two years or something that we talk about that we hear about the next stuff. However, we know about the next thing, and it's from Xbox only. It's mm-hmm. called Project Scorpio. What they claim, this is what they claim. I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but they claim that you will be able to buy this console from Xbox that is going to be this super powerful console mm-hmm. that's going to run 4K, it's going to run virtual reality, and it's going to uh, be a, mostly equivalent to a PC. To a, to a gaming PC for less than a for less than a thousand dollars. That's that's ambitious. That's very ambitious. It's very ambitious. Uh, and I and I, I 
I, I hope I hope that they can somehow deliver that because that would that would bring a lot of games to the Xbox that would not normally be able to run as well on their previous systems. So I have to ask this question, man, which is you are a computer gamer too, and you're really into building computers and modding computers. It's like, why even bother with consoles these days? And again, this is why the switch makes so much sense because it's something, a type of uh, experience I can't get uh, with a computer, but Mm -hmm. like, if you can get 80% or 60% of the Xbox and PS games on a computer, like why not just get a $1,200 super powerful computer that you can upgrade, you know? I mean, throw graphics cards in and stuff. It seems like that's still the best play, you know? I mean, I'm way behind on this curve, but when I was growing up, I was thrilled that I was playing computer games and not console games, and I'm still not convinced that the consoles have anything other than simplicity over computers. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you can have... If if there are games that are made for, for Xbox, PlayStation, and computer... You know, and there's, there's, when I was growing up, no console games were being put on the computer. I was playing computer games, and it was still a superior gaming system. Now, you can play dedicated computer games on computer and console games on computer. So why, mm-hmm. wh- why even, I mean, this, like I'm saying, is the Switch makes sense because you're investing in a sort of lifestyle choice. But why invest in the PlayStation or especially an Xbox when you can get all those games on a computer that has better graphics and better performance? So there is that, um, there is always that uh, thrift shopping idea, which is the consoles are always the much cheaper option. On the surface. On the, on surface. the surface. Yes. Now, you generally will cut, or at least sometimes will cut, uh, quality for the quantity. Um, unless you can save your money and wait, or actually uh, just have the expendability to push out $1,200. Right. It, the 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 three hundred and fifty dollar Xbox One or three hundred or three three hundred it's three hundred now the three hundred dollar Xbox One makes a lot more sense when you only have to spend the extra let, let, let's go with two games at sixty dollars and an, another console for a buddy or a spouse or whatever another controller and that, that that puts you that puts you at under five hundred you're 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 spending less than half for supposedly just as good. But you don't have access to um, Steam games, which cost 20 bucks or less, that are really good games and high performance. Exactly. It's, it's, not, exactly. it's not a good investment. It's actually a bad investment. It's only mm-hmm. good because it's simple and you don't want to deal with tech difficulties. Yeah. In addition to that, you don't have to deal with the... Unless you want to spend another couple hundred dollars to pay someone to build it for you, you you don't have to deal you have to deal with the whole I gotta build it myself. Yeah, but the Alienware thing eliminated that when I before you were born, dude, they were making Alienware shit. Seriously, like literally before sure, you were but, born. But I, yeah. Sure, but I gotta pay an extra two hundred dollars to do it. Yeah, but it's worth it because it'll last longer. You can upgrade it. I mean, it's the well, specs you could, are you always could, gonna be better. You could do all the same stuff with just by building it. I just, uh, it's just you're not paying someone in a factory to make it for you. And plus, you're not paying someone for a brand name. Yeah. But you can get a controller on a computer, but you can't get a mouse and keyboard on a, on a, uh, on a you know, a non-computer. And, and many serious gamers consider mouse and keyboard always to be superior versus... Oh, yeah. a, Call, uh, call of Duty with mouse of keyboard is a thousand times better than on a, on a console. There's no... I would agree with that. In my, in my I, opinion. I yeah. 
I think RPGs in particular. Now, Zelda is differently. Zelda is so streamlined and relatively simple that it's great as a console. But in terms of co- like Skyrim, although I have on PS3, if I had had it on my computer, I would have been more likely to play through it because complex RPGs with all the menus and the item trees and stuff that you have to go through are way, way, way easier on a computer. Yeah, this is actually I'm saying a point for the switch in that it does feel like that perfect balance of something where it's like, yes, this is something I want to delegate to a console slash portable device. Um, So, okay, man, well, in terms of wrapping up, like what would be your prediction to continue on our previous thought going forward of where the switch ends up in a year or two compared to the current Xbox and and, uh, PS situations in a year or two? I see the Switch not being the lead competitor, but definitely being uh, at least in more people's households. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to take another year after that for all the titles to be fully up and running with the system. Yep. And then a lot of people being not only getting it for the holidays and birthdays and whatever, but then also just people being interested and people knowing about it. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you, you can go talk to any mom and be like, "Oh yeah, my my son wants that gaming console or what or whatever whatever stereotypical response you want to think of in your head for that." Mm-hmm. Uh, in in two years, moms are going to have the switch as one of those stereotypical ideas in their heads, uh, along with the Xbox and the PS4. That that that's that's my prediction. That's my prediction. Your mom had a Game Boy Advance. I mean, that's that says everything you need to know. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, Nintendo exactly. has been a family system from the beginning, from the beginning. And and, and they haven't they haven't strayed from that. They nope. like 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 it, it, as soon as I started up my Switch, parental controls was the was one of the three things that came up first. Mm-hmm. Was besides loading packages and uh, setting up date and time. When when Mario Kart comes out, you can play that with all your family members. They're not playing Dragon Age or Mass Effect. No, no, we're, we're gonna play. We're gonna and Mario Kart comes out in a month, which is the the the, the other big seller for this mm-hmm. is, is that Mario Kart's gonna be out on it. Yeah. And when Mario Kart comes out on it, that's the other nostalgia kicker that's gonna kick people into buying it. Cool, man. Well, I really appreciate this. Can I give you a couple quick hit questions, and then we'll close out? Yeah, sure. So you do have PlayStation. You also have Xbox. Do you have Xbox yep. One? Okay. Mm-hmm. What games on those two systems have you been playing recently, or are you looking forward to playing soon that we should know about? So uh, Destiny. I'm a huge Destiny fan. I love playing Destiny. Um, there were some other games that I was looking into that unfortunately got canceled on Xbox. The, the like the whole the whole uh, the whole projects got canceled. Uh, Scalebound was one of them. Which was this? Uh, which was this multiplayer uh, dragon tamer uh, third-person fighter sort of game? It, it looked interesting. Uh, it got canceled, sadly. Uh, Titanfall, uh, which I uh, inevitably picked up on PC once I got a better graphics card, uh, and then uh, on playstation wait hold on, uh, hold, on, hold, on hold on hold on titanfall yeah. got canceled or titanfall you're excited so, about playing t- 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 titanfall i got uh, excited I, I i was playing on okay, xbox so. because i wanted the better graphics uh and then uh when i got when titanfall 2 came out i was able to pick it up on pc because i had a better graphics card i gotcha uh to run it just in better frame rates and whatnot um on playstation 
uh, Destiny as well, so I could play have more characters for the same MMO and um, games like Bloodborne and other PlayStation exclusives that are not available on Xbox. Uh, that's that's what I was playing. Um, uh, I, I I think I think that as a PC gamer, as like a multi, well I guess everything now, uh, as a as a owner of all console and all uh, of all systems, I think that uh, PC has the largest variety, and so I'm on these consoles less. Mm. But um, for someone, it, it, it doesn't make sense for me uh, to have all the consoles necessarily. Mm-hmm. I just happen to buy them all. Yep. Um, but for someone who is looking for a one-sided, uh, like like to who's looking into a console now, mm-hmm. uh, who's different from me, who just who wants a console and doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. If you're a Nintendo fan, mm-hmm. you go with the Switch. Yeah. Uh, if you if you and if your buddies are on the Xbox or the PlayStation, go for that. If you want yep. pure quality and experience and visual experience, mm-hmm. you go with the PlayStation. Yep. that's my argument yeah it's true man I, I, I've known you for a couple of years now and, and your enthusiasm for the Switch is, is well above and beyond upgrading to the newer Xbox and Playstations because mm-hmm. it is such a different experience um, and uh, it, it's you know you and, and other students and young people I know has got me really excited about it in a way I haven't been about Nintendo since the early days yeah. um, so uh, this might be the first time I cross out I mean I was all PC games until PS2 and then PS3 and that was it I, I've only owned the PS2 and PS3 I, I played a ton of N64 in high school because they had like GoldenEye and like a lot of really fun games yep. Um, yep. but they were my friends I never owned them. So this would be the first non-PlayStation console I would own. And uh, if the technical difficulties get worked out to my you know, satisfaction and they start stocking other good games, which it looked like we were looking at previews for some upcoming games, um, then uh, I would uh, definitely be down. So, all right, so my final question is um, for computers. Uh, you and I agree that computer games are in some ways um, – Superior. So, what what what's a game or two that you've played in in, in the recent past, um, or maybe just started playing, that you can only get on the computer um, that people should check out? Only on the computer. So, if you are into competitive games uh, and are into the whole MOBA scene, and for those of you who don't know, MOBA is multiplayer online battle arena. Mm-hmm. Um, League of Legends is a free game. I uh, you're going to end up spending money on the game if you play it because of all of the skins for the characters that you can play as. Mm. But it is extremely competitive. Mm-hmm. It's extremely huge on the esports scene. Uh, and it's fun if you have a bunch of friends to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the learning curve is quite huge. Right. Um, so I've been into League of Legends uh, for the past year just as a game that I play with my friends. Uh, as for... Another game that you can only, or that you really should only get on PC, in my opinion, uh, The Witcher Three, is one of the most beautiful games ever created. Please do, uh, if you have the opportunity to, and you have a good graphics card, or you are looking into building a PC, get it on, get Witcher Three on PC. It is one of the most beautiful games. It, it, it is arguably the most beautiful game on the market um 
on PS4 and Xbox One, it gets framey at times, and it doesn't look so pretty. Yeah, that's a game I've almost upgraded for. I've heard that from so many people about Witcher. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, and if, if you are a computer person, you want to get some cool games, guys, just go to steampower.com or GOG.com. There are so many dope games. And if you are hungering for the nostalgia of games from the 90s or early 2000s, they have a lot of them available for very reasonable rates, um, mm-hmm. often packaged with all the expansions. Like, I grew up loving the X-Wing and TIE Fighter Space Sim games. You can get all yep. of that online. It's fantastic. Yep. Um, and if anybody's into the role-playing Sid Meier's games oh, and yeah. Age of Empires games, yep. I you could pick up Civ Three for $5 on Steam. Oh, yeah. Yep, I have uh, all the Ultima games, which were like some of the first graphical RPGs in the late 80s and early 90s. The Ultima 7 is arguably one of the greatest RPGs ever, if not the greatest. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. And again, I know there's a PlayStation Store and an Xbox Store, but Steam, again, you know, I think Steam and GOG, right? I mean, it's pretty unique to computers mm-hmm. in some ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool, man. Well, thanks so much for being on. Could we, um, when they release the, the first like big slew of games and you start digging into them, maybe you'll come on in a few months and give us an update uh, what's yeah, going absolutely. on with the Switch? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ethan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We love having you. Um, thank you so much, and thank you, listeners, and we will be back at you soon. Bizzlecast out.